2: Date now on Bumble. Welcome to The Deb Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and founder of The Deb Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I am an author, speaker, and workshop leader who is all about helping people figure out what they want and how to get it. I am also the host of Taste Buzz with Deb, so I'm also a little bit, um, okay, a lot obsessed with food. So don't be surprised when the conversation veers. Anyway, it's part of my story right? And today we're talking about storytelling with a wonderful panel. Today I, we have Jason Falls who is the EVP Marketing at Scipio and the head of the Marketing Podcast Network and The Dev Show. And so you're watching Gold Chat Live, but it will magically become an episode of The Dev Show Podcast, which is on the Marketing Podcast Network on Thursday. So I'm really glad to be in, that in- such wonderful company. And Christy Smallwood, who I also met through MPN, is joining us. And she is all about the strategy. And when you're telling your stories, you need the strategy. And also, welcome to Peter Markle, who is on the um, visual side of things, but visual social media. So all these different pieces come together when you're telling either your story or your business's story, et cetera, et cetera. But Let me let them introduce themselves before we jump on into the content. So, Jason, let's start with you. Please share who you are, why you're here, and why you love this topic oh so much.
3: Well, thank you, Deb. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show. I'm Jason Falls. Uh, I'm a PR guy by trade. I've been in the digital marketing social media space for about 20 years or so now. Uh, mostly on the agency side of things. I jumped over to Scipio.ai, which is, uh, to sum it up very quickly, an influencer marketing platform. I jumped over there in November, uh, but I have run the Marketing Podcast Network, as you mentioned, for the last two and a half or one and a half years. Uh, We're about 18 months old. Uh, I've been podcasting for a long time. I worked in radio in high school, so I like to say I've been podcasting for 30 years, although it wasn't really called podcasting back then. Uh, But I love the topic of storytelling because that's what we do as marketers. It's what we do as people. Um, Storytelling is, I think, the underlying fabric of really good communications, and that's what I've spent my life doing. So I love talking stories.
2: And when you love talking it's also talking about stories because that's kind of what weaves ev- any and every little bit of content together, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, the 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 best stories and I'm sure we'll get it, get deeper into this as we have the conversation tonight. The best stories have a start and a finish and there's some sort of, you know, thread that's woven through them all. Uh, the ones that don't work as well is, are the ones where the thread breaks and you, you lose the audience a little bit. So uh, they are the fabric of 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 really good communications and really good communications has that sort of woven thread through everything that takes the audience from beginning to end uh, and hopefully delivers them to where they want to go.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Peter, welcome.
4: Thank you. It's pleasure to be here.
2: So please share who you are, why you're here. I know well. I know you're here because Winona introduced us, but uh, I also know that you you love this topic. So please introduce yourself.
4: Yeah, so I'm Pete Markle and I founded Somnew Inc. about three and a half years ago. Uh, my current fiance and I run and operate it. Uh, and what we do is we run social media accounts for businesses. So we strategize the content, we produce the content, we post it, and we do the very important uh, aspect of our jobs, which is follower management. Which that's what we call it. <laughs> um, there might be other names for it, but that's responding to comments, it's responding to tags, you know, engaging with other people's content on behalf of our clients, which is really, really important because it gives your uh, your clients the you know it's engaging with their customers as well, creating that communication channel. Why I love storytelling. Honestly, I, I, I really like today's ability for everybody to storytell, you know, it's so easy with the industry that we're in and social media. um, We're all equipped with these little devices that are in our pockets that can create, you know, pretty good stories. Um, And if you know how to kind of play with your phone and you got different lenses on your phone and, you can do different voices and you can wear different masks. I mean, you can create a full on uh, cinematic video almost or film just with your your mobile device, which some people that are video producers, um, that's blood curdling to them because they think, you know, that you need to have the high (laughs) quality gear, which is true, you know, there's a time and a place, but um, the access, I think the access to storytelling today is just phenomenal.
2: As everyone has a story, and there are like a hundreds of ways to tell all of them. Okay, we probably won't get to all 100, but we can overview it pretty well. Well, glad <laughs> that you are here. And Christy, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. So I own Eagle Eye Strategic Marketing, and we are strategy first with our clients, mainly because I need to figure help them figure out what they really want. And then we determine how to get there. Because it's usually the hardest question to answer. And a story can help inspire that piece out of people. It's ancient, like storytelling is ancient. And it's one of the ways in which we have progressed our human ability to innovate is through storytelling, to either go deeper into ourselves or make up something new or like let our imaginations just Rome, storytelling helps bring out the best, all of us, the best and sometimes maybe the worst. It kind of depends on the genre, (laughs) but storytelling can be magical and innovative and all of the things. And it can also in business terms, help produce more revenue with a really great story.
2: And one of the things you said at the top of this, you said, you know, you you have to have that foundation, and the D and the dev method is determine your mission because you can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And every every story, the story starts from a point A, where it goes from there. What I was going to say is up to we're living our stories, but we're also telling our stories, and that's what's going to engage people and get them interested in working with us as individuals and also as businesses.
1: Absolutely. And I have found that the more I tell my own story with my clients, the more engaged they are with their own lives and businesses and families, because I'm just sharing things I've learned through a story. And it just, it can change the trajectory of everything.
2: Yes, for sure. And and so do you have like, uh, before we jump into storytelling, because I I love that comment, do you have a good example of a story changing Story changing everything. So, oh, there's so many. <laughs> we gotta pick
1: your favorite. Um, well, actually, let me just tell you a friend of mine's story that changed her son's life. He uh, was a teenager and uh, was not doing. He was actually doing teenagery things, but was not answering her calls. He was late. She couldn't find him. Put the tracker on. She did all of the things to go to find him to get him home. Once he managed to get his little self home because she had threatened, like, I see the tracker. I know you are at such and such place. Get home now. He made his way home. And she said, well, let me see that phone. And he, for whatever reason, actually handed it to her. (laughs) And she's pressed a couple of buttons. She's like, what do you know? It still works. And then she set it down on the kitchen counter, grabbed the hammer that was nearby and went boom. She's like. Now you have an excuse not to answer my calls. (laughs) Go to your room. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, so there's so many lessons in that one moment. And he did not question her again. It changed his trajectory. And he's like, you know, that was actually a good moment. Maybe I ought to go to the military. (laughs) Did he? He did. He, uh, his dad was in the military as well, so I'm sure there was more than just that moment, but it was a, yeah, I kind of need some extra discipline, I think, in my life. So, yeah, just a uh, wake-up call is always good story. Well, you you, t- you take
3: a teenager's phone away from him, They got nothing else to do but join the military, right? <laughs> well...
2: <laughs> I, I, are you going to work on their messaging? I, I see the <laughs> the campaign. Do you have a life changing story to share, Jason? Either your own or someone else's.
3: Oh my goodness! Um, I'm sure I've got dozens of them. I think that from a from a business uh, perspective, the um, the one that pops into my mind the most um, is I was at a retreat with a client once upon a time. And, uh, it was, uh, the agency that I was working with at the time, a bunch of us met with the client and we had this little business retreat in this cabin out in the woods. And, uh, there was probably 20 of us there. And I just kind of, you know, was, was sitting there listening to one of the senior, you know, the older gentlemen, uh, in, in the crowd. Uh, this was, you know, 20, 20 years ago. I think I'm the older gentleman in the crowd now, which is frightening, but nonetheless, uh, he was sitting there and he was, he was telling the, original stories of how he got involved with the brand. And I just kind of sat there and watched and listened to him, you know, talk about how he first started interacting with the company. He was a consultant at another company and he was telling these very personal stories about going to dinner with the CEO and getting to know him and his family. And I realized because everybody around the room was captivated in listening to this man's stories. And I realized what he was doing was he was taking his connection and his passion for the client. And he was sort of in an osmosis kind of way, giving it to us. He was bringing us into his own stories about the brand so that we would feel that same sort of tight connection with the company. And from an agency perspective, it was ab- absolutely brilliant because what it did is it made everybody on the team love the brand that much more. Not just that we're sitting there spending time with them, getting to know them, but we're really getting to understand the core fabric of why our agencies involved with them, why that, you know, our, our senior you know leadership uh, feels so passionate about the brand, and it rubbed off on everyone. We I think we all walked away from that understanding more not just about the campaign we were working on or the products we were trying to sell, but really the core nature of why we're all together sitting around this table. And so when that kind of thing happens, you see that those stories may seem superfluous or you know kind of a, a rabbit hole or an aside but there's, there's, there's a reason for them and there's meaning to them. And I went and asked him a couple, probably a couple months later, I said, Hey, when when you were telling those stories, was that just you waxing poetic or was that intentional? He said, it was very intentional. He said, absolutely. I told those stories at that time in that room with those people at that moment. It was absolutely planned. And that was exactly why.
2: And it, Enthusiasm is contagious. I frequently say when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. So why not love what you do? <laughs> and as an, I love this because as an ambassador, this is how you get everybody on board. Good one. Love it. Peter, you knew this question's coming. What story of life-changing storytelling do you have to share?
4: Yeah, so... Our company was uh, introduced to a healthcare event, and it was a very health, uh, special healthcare conference in that it was directed towards healthcare advocates. Um, and basically, there was no other event to be um, that supported this very niche group of people in the healthcare system. And, you know, we were hired on to go and create the content for the event, make, you know, a little sizzle video at the end of the event, some live posting for social media and whatnot. But as you're sitting there creating content with your camera in your hands, you're hearing these stories of, of how the founders of the event, you know, why they created it. And then you're talking to the attendees and they're saying, they're, they're telling their stories of their experience, you know, with the, the, um, you know, fallouts of the, the healthcare system and you know how it's not doing enough to, to support patients and whatnot. And you we've done the event two years in a row and you go from the first year to the next year and you see the same people the second time. And their lives are literally changed. They're they're helping so many more people from the amount of information that they're getting from this event. Um, so I think that's a, a life changing kind of story. Uh, from a bunch of different people at one event that changed thousands of lives, tens of thousands of lives.
2: Information is power, and it can be in the form of education, entertainment, or just results, right? So I'm backing into it. What is storytelling? How do you define it? Jason? Jason?
3: I think, and, and actually Peter said something there that sort of triggered this response in me. I actually wrote it down because ultimately what storytelling is, is answering the question of why. Like it's, why are you here? Why are we talking about this thing? Um, you know, why do you want to share what you want to share? Every story you tell informs your why, why you're there why you care about the people that you're there with. And I think that ultimately we connect with whether we're customers of a, of a brand or a company or, or, or purchasers, consumers of a product or service, or whether it's just relational and it's the people we know, the people we want to be with, we choose to be with and communicate and, uh, collaborate and and build communities for our lives, both professionally and personally, around people whose why it resonates with us. If if I understand who you are and why you are the way you are in the world, then I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to pay a lot more attention to you. I'm going to feel more empathy toward you. I'm going to feel like you value me if our why aligns and if the people that I know their why aligns with the people that I want to be around. And if I, if, if they don't align, then I know, okay, well, your why is, is I know what it is now and it's not what I want to be around. And so it helps us make our choices. So for me, storytelling is explaining your why, and that can be at a very granular level, but it can be also be at a very meta level. And that's the same thing for brands. Your brand story is trying to connect with consumers who will um, reflect your or appreciate your why. And so storytelling is answering the question, why?
2: And now helping you to find that common ground to see if you are a good fit.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: So, Peter, what do you think? How do you define storytelling?
4: Yeah, Deborah. I don't know if you remember, um, when you first invited me onto the show, when we had our meeting, I was telling you that, um, you know, I, I might upset some people in my opinions on, on some of these concepts because we look at it at a very simple, uh, I don't know, form in that storytelling it for us is just content creation. You know, it's, it's, don't overthink it. I, I agree a lot with what Jason says. And I think that's a beautiful way for people to get started is just to answer the question why. Um, but in, in for marketing, especially in today, you know, you need to create that, that content. You need to not be afraid of creating that content, not be afraid of answering that question, uh, either with a camera and an audio recorder uh, on or, you know, whether you're typing it out and creating kind of some graphic design. Um, I really think it is uh, in today's marketplace and today's life is is actually telling the story because you can have the story and you're obviously living your story, but sharing that story um, through content creation, um, I think is my kind of definition of what is story uh, telling.
2: Okay. That's not controversial. Sorry. <laughs> you're going to have to try a little bit harder <laughs> to cause an, a stir is it how the story is expressed is through the content. So it's another take and there are no wrong answers. Well, we'll see Christy. (laughs) Leave it to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I'm, I'm with Jason. Definitely. I'm actually, it's the nice bridge between the two, I think, because if you know your why, like when you're telling a story, it's a, it's goes a little bit beyond sharing just information. It's giving you a way to take the information and have it be applied in a way that will stick in your head. And so information alone is flat. A story Mm -hmm. can bring information and life lessons to life, at least in your own head. So it's it's just a way to bring it all to life for me.
2: (laughs) So it's... (laughs) The difference between saying don't ever ever go out again and not answer your phone and smashing the phone <laughs> is impact so storytelling <laughs> is impact uh,
1: yes storytelling is impact i could have started with if i tell my clients i love to do strategic planning at disney world and they're like why I'm like think about it the most detailed or detail-oriented place ever is filled with fantasy. And the reason why they do it is they want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. So why not like all of these things. And then I start diving into like my, my favorite places to stand and look at my own business is like at seven Dwarves mine ride. That thing is immersive. I feel like I'm in the woods it's for <laughs> snow white at the seven doors are right there. Like, it's just so like when you can open up and feel the story, these, at Disney World, you're living in the story. Why not? Like, how can I apply that to my own business? So it's just being able to tell the story within the story sometimes too.
2: So are people, should people be, I hate using the word should, but should they, but I'm going to use it anyway. Should people be living their own story or should they be finding the analogies or what is the bridge between the two? How do you make I'm asking like 17 questions at once. Uh, How do you make that story the one that people grab onto?
1: The living your story, I think everybody does naturally when you're not paying attention. You're living a story every single day. Mm -hmm. It's when you're able to stop and say, okay, what is, how is this playing out? And it's, thank you for asking the question, because that's kind of how I ended up writing my own book (laughs) was based on the hero's journey. So Joseph Campbell had a hero's journey template. I just simplified it a little bit because 12 stages is too much for me to go through. So I went down to five. And it's just seeing that my life can be its own adventure, but what stage am I in? Because I need to know things. I need it to make sense. And if my own life can make sense to me, then I could turn around and help other people have their life make sense to them. And now I've been able to apply this whole template it's not that different than story brand. Like it's the same adventure and the white knight strategy that Darren Hardy does. Like there's so many things about heroic adventure. How can I apply it to me and my business? There's a template for that. So just taking the time to dive into that structure can help bring to life what you're already living.
2: So we're, you're looking at the, uh, how you're, because we are the main character of our own story. But looking at, let's say, your life were a movie, what are the three acts? Am I close? It, it, am, yeah, am I close? I, yeah. Uh, so
1: f- in superhero movies, there's always, like, I, I, this is my language, sorry. <laughs> so superhero movies, <laughs> there's always that beginning, like, they're getting called out to something greater, like, called out for the adventure itself, and they go on the quest. And during this quest, there's so many things that happen. Like you find the mentor, you know, think Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Then there's the team ups, the sidekicks, the all of this. And you discover what you're made of in the quest. But you also f- figure out who the villain is, what you're really fighting. And then you have the battle period where you're going to get your butt kicked over and over <laughs> again until you figure it out. And then you have defining moments. And these defining moments become really the crux of the story. When you can get to a defining moment, this is where everything changed. And then you celebrate and go on to continuing adventures. Like it all happens over again in different areas. So yeah, if you had your, how did the movie start? The middle of it is discovering what you're made of. And then towards the end is that defining moment and going on to something greater.
2: Now, I just put in the chat, and this will go into the show notes, so if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you'll get the recap and the links and and some of these wonderful gems from today, but a few years ago, I interviewed Chris Vogler, who wrote a book called The Writer's Journey, and it's the same based on Joseph Campbell, so for those who want to dive even deeper into story structure, that is definitely a conversation that you want to dive into as well. But we when we look at our lives as like big picture, as the hero, as going on an adventure and working towards that goal, there's my favorite word, that's hard. I mean, this is why we do what we do, right? We're here for a purpose, to help, and also to succeed.
3: Yep. I would while we're while we're talking about the the story writing and the and the you know sort of the movie plot lines and things like that, uh, I think this is a really good time to sort of interject that um, I, one of the sort of storytelling methods that I love and I've, I think this video has been passed around so a lot of people in the marketing world have seen it, but I'm a huge fan of uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park and the Book of Mormon and so on and basketball and so on and so forth. And there's a uh, a video out there somewhere of them sort of surprising a a college, uh, I think, screenwriting class and talking about how they write episodes of South Park and the the methodology that they use is, um, you know, the the therefore but then method. And so what they say is, you know, when you you introduce sort of the premise of the story, that's the the opening scene, the opening line. Here's the situation, right? Um, in, in movies, it's often called the inciting incident. It's like, what what are we starting from? And so from that point until the end of the show or the end of the script or the end of the story or the end of your marketing campaign, if, if you want to put it in those contexts, then you should always say, okay, here's the inciting incident and therefore this happened and therefore this happened. And every point along that storyline happened as a result of what happened before it. Because again, as we, we talked about earlier, you're weaving this story along a path. And if you say anything but therefore, but you can also say, but then, so this happened, therefore that happened, therefore that happened, but then this happened. That's the point of conflict, right? You have an obstacle or a piece of conflict that comes into the story. And that conflict causes something else. Therefore, this happened. Therefore, that happened. Therefore, But then this other thing happened, right? And so everything has a connecting point. Too often times we get caught in the mistake of saying this happened and then this happened and then that happened and then this happened. And those are not connected because this happened and and that happened. They can happen independently of one another, right? That's not storytelling. That's you know, sort of illusion, uh, an incident, you know, uh, sequence. And it's so, a
2: laundry. It's a laundry list.
3: Yeah, it's it's a laundry list, and so to weave the story in, and this is what you know, obviously, good uh, screenwriters and good authors do, uh, but it's also what good marketers do with their with their storytelling through campaigns and whatnot, is they use that therefore but then formula until they get to sort of the resolution of. Uh, and and to put it in a really quickly to put it in a more marketing context you say here's the problem that people in your industry are having and here's and therefore you have this problem too and therefore that's hard to sell things or therefore it's hard to keep customers happy but then you learn that this and and therefore you did this and therefore you did that but that didn't but th- but but there, but then that didn't work either well here's and therefore You're looking to solve this problem, and here's a solution for you. You come to a conclusion at the end of your advertisement or your campaign. And so that's what kind of takes that screenwriting formula and puts it into marketing context. It sounds messy when you're not using a a solid example, and I don't have one off the top of my head. But if you sit down and intentionally weave that story and say, therefore, but then, then you get to a, a good point where you can work from. Okay.
2: And then the, but, and then the, but then comes from the solution. Yes. Right. So um, in, in my land of goal setting, simplified, you know, this person doesn't like their job. And then this happened also at their job and then this happened at their life. But then they discovered if they went and started from scratch with the foundation for their goals, and then they could start building their personal goals, and then their professional goals, and then they lived happily ever after.
3: Yeah, I would I, I would just tighten that up and edit it a little bit to say, but then they went through the dev method and learned how to tighten their goals, and therefore, they don't have the problem anymore, and therefore, they accomplish things, they're happier, et cetera.
2: See, when all else fails, we get to use me as an example. <laughs> But it's really for any business or personal brand. So whether you're an expert or you're a company, you're selling. Whether the solution is you, a service or product, everybody has problems. <laughs> you have solutions, and you can use a story to share ways that your solution can solve those problems.
4: Yes, Did you I really want to really like chime that. In Peter? Yeah, I really like that. Um, therefore. Um... But then it was reminding me of something that we tell our clients all the time, um, and, and that is the 80-20 rule, which is relevant in so many industries. But in, in social media management and marketing, it's 80% uh, give, 20% ask. And I think that's kind of goes along with, you know, there's the storyline being told, and then at the end, you say, hey, we have a solution for you, right? Um, so I really, I really liked that, what you had to say there, Jason. Yep. Um, another thing we were talking about, you know, with all the storytelling in the book by Vogel, Vogler that you interviewed, that's really cool. By the way, I have his book on my um, thing right here. But, um, you know, it, it's so complex. I feel like the viewers and myself even, it's like you have to have this, you know, 12-part strategy to tell your story. And what we tell our clients all the time is like, just simplify it, you know? And this is kind of what I was trying to get into is, yes, you could create this 12-part story about your company and who you are and what you do, and it could be the best story ever, and you guys could have the best brand ever. But if there's anything that's getting in your way of doing that, you know, like being a business owner, a small business owner, (laughs) where you're wearing 14 hats at once... Um, a really easy way to tell your guys a story is to just start creating content on your, on your devices of your office place of the conference that you just went to take a selfie, you know, if you want to, um, with some people that you met in, in at the conference and you start to tell the story of, Hey, this business person is the real deal. You know, like at they're, they're at a conference in Austin and then they're in LA and then they're in New York. Um, and even pictures of the, your office space, we just posted a a picture of our office here in Irvine and we got reached out to literally the next day and got a client. And I guarantee you it's from that post on LinkedIn, Wow! (laughs) just saying this is a part of our story. We're, we're in an office now, you know, and I didn't, I didn't whiteboard a 12 point part, uh, story (laughs) to get there. I didn't have time. I just kind of am, am making it up as I go, but I feel like That isn't as hard uh, or as big of a barrier as it is with these 12-point stories. Now, Christy and Jason, they may be working with these massive brands, and (laughs) it may make a lot more sense to have the 12-point story, and that's what the client paying for. So um, I do see the purpose and the value there.
2: I, I kind of feel like, and I'll let you jump in in a second, it's like they work together. So the content is the short form. Is this what you were going to say, Jason? But short, of, Yeah, go ahead. But then you also have the, first of all, you need your backstory for your own personal why, whatever drives you, because that's what's going to fuel your business anyway. But what you share, they can be snippets or they can be longer, more drawn out. And then you could decide which pieces of that that you need to share. Jason, go.
3: Yeah, I, I, it's exactly right because... The, the longer drawn out 12 point story or whatever it is, it needs to be there for your business. and that those are that's the, the, the bigger message that you're continually reinforcing with all the little things. But remember too that we live in an, an attention deficit disorder society, right? We're thumb scrolling on these social networks and we've got too many channels and too many messages popping at us. So very few people are actually going to sit down and consume your 12 point story. Right. It's those, you know, quick snapshot of of your office. It's the quick, you know, throwing up a, 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 a short form video that says, hey, I just, you know, got off a client call and the client said this. And that reminded me to remind you that when you're doing this thing in your business, this will work better. Right. it's It's sharing those sort of, you know, seemingly. N- non strategic moments they're more tactical things that happen through your day they're more you know sharing a little bit of your personality and showing a little bit of the camaraderie and the culture around your office and things like that all those little things are little pictures little snapshots little polaroids into that bigger story so they absolutely work right. hand in yeah. hand you're just reinforcing mm-hmm. that bigger story in small snippets of of content over time
4: Right, and one thing that we do internally and with our clients is we create what we call content pillars, and I think that's what those larger things are. Yeah. Um, so as long as those littler uh, snip, snippets fall under those the larger umbrellas, then I think you're exactly right. It's kind of telling the larger story through smaller snippets.
1: And one of the things that I've also found in the uh, bridging these two things together is character consistency. So knowing your characters of your team, you as the business owner, who you are talking to are characters of the story. Um, I, I liken it to like fandoms don't really cross over. So you're not going to see Harry Potter on Star Trek. You got <laughs> certain things that just aren't like stay in the lane of of, of what you, your your personality and your brand is. And that's why the pillars come in handy whenever you're creating those snapshots for content. And then the overarching strategy of, of who you are, what you're about, what your goals are, and what you're trying to accomplish, that is important to keep the consistency within all of the smaller bites.
2: Now, if your brand was mashups, then it would be totally fine if characters came out of nowhere. But that's going to be more exception than rule. Yes. We also have Pamela Barraway is watching us live saying stories are fabulous ways to illustrate the solution your product slash service has to offer. (laughs) Absolutely. And they can be, you need to know your big picture. You need to know your characters. You need to know that, that consistency behind it. So everything is coming from the similar place. And then those snippets, whether it's your own content or your you're gathering user-generated content, whatever it is, those pieces that you share on social, kind of, I don't want to say reels people in because that feels a little bit like sketch, but reels people in and gets them interested in learning more about your story, your brand. Jason's laughing. You have something to say about this. I am well, sure.
3: I just like I thought it's funny the way you put it because you know, the, the, the trick to the beginning of any story is the hook. Right. And so you're talking about reeling people in. I mean, they're all fishing analogies. Yes, but it doesn't have to be sketchy. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a shill. It doesn't have to be a, a subversive tactic. It's just, you know, if if you are sitting, if you are an audience member anywhere, whether you're reading a book or listening to a speaker or watching a television show or listening to a podcast or whatever, uh, or you're you know, happening by happening by content in your stream the thing that makes you stop and pay attention is the thing that arouses your curiosity. It's the thing, it's the hook, right? And so every story starts with a hook or at least every interaction with a story starts with a hook. There's something about that picture, that video, what that person said or what they wrote that makes the audience member stop and say, okay, I want to read more. And the brands and agencies and marketers that are succeeding more in this, you know, crazy, almost dystopian content heavy world we live in these days are the ones who are creating contents with great content, with great hooks. You know, the ones that make you stop and look the ones that grab your attention right away. Those are the ones that pull us in the ones that make us pay attention. And it might be that we, Oh, we anticipate there's a punchline coming and This is going to be funny. Or we go, you know what? I get a lot of really good information out of this brand. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, there's not a real strong hook here, but I know something's coming because they're consistent with how they deliver their content and they deliver the information that they're delivering to me. But the hook is the thing that pulls people in. So I don't think reeling folks in, I don't think that analogy is bad. I think it's actually natural part of how we pay attention to stories. Mm
2: hmm. We have another comment from the live. I want to just give a shout out and hello to Charlene Burke, who Christy just gave a little heart to. Uh, (laughs) Love her storytelling on the stage. Thank you so much for tuning in live. And if you are watching live or the replay, please share your thoughts on the story or share your story, because isn't that what we're all here for is to connect, learn more so we can elevate each other and share their stories. And you were saying something. Jason,
4: Peter. Yeah, the, the hook is so important on social, because a lot of the social algorithms, as you guys are probably aware, you know, they very much promote content that has uh, user retention, viewer retention. So if you can get them to last through the first three or four seconds through your unique little hook, and then have them watch even more of your video, now your story is going to be heard and uh consumed by so many more people just because of that one thing so one one of our secrets that i'll share with you guys (laughs) which isn't quite rocket science but what we do all the time with our content is we start by saying what we're going to tell you we're going to tell you all about this new plant that we just got at the shop and then we say but before we do that we've got some news we want to share with you on something else that's less exciting And so now they have to watch the video all the way through so that you can then eventually see the new plan. And so it gets the user to watch the video all the way through. And now you got millions of views. And so that's one strategy of of telling your story on social media that, um, you know, it's kind of like a scientific uh, equation or a math, mathematic equation, (laughs) mathematics equation. Um, If you put those pieces together. We don't do math here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What are maths? <laughs> um, but if you, if there's other ways to do it as well, you know, like Jason was saying, if you have some kind of aesthetic thing that pulls you in, um, or if there's trust in that brand, you already have kind of a following built out because you're a, a, a industry leader or you're a thought leader. Um, then yes, people are going to listen. But if you're not, if you're a smaller business and you're trying to make your mark, you're trying to get that exposure, you do kind of have to start playing around and seeing what you can do to get people to watch your videos or look at your content or engage with it um, a little bit longer, a little bit more.
3: Well, and, and that's why um, Peter and, and Peter, you know this, but I wanted to make sure everybody else did. That's why when you're thumb scrolling, TikTok, about every third video will say, wait till the end, watch till the end, right? They're giving you that little sticker, that little font that makes you go, Oh, Oh, something's coming. Right. No, And most of the time the it hook.
4: wasn't that great.
3: No, and most of the time it sucks and you're <laughs> mad that you stayed till the end. You got tricked. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. look at
4: how many likes they have and it's 20,000. So everybody yeah. else is getting tricked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why aren't they unliking it when they figure out that they were duped? That's what I want to know. Okay, <laughs> let's talk a little bit more. Uh, so Christy, Jason, do you have a secret that's not a secret for hooking people? Christy. I I, I see the wheels turning. You're like, which should I tell?
1: So um, one of my core values is truth. And I, in 2015, you know, like before video was really a thing, uh, like you had, had to do video to be out there. I practiced, so I knew what my face would look like as I was doing videos. So I created this Two Cent Tuesday. I pick a topic, I give you my two cents about it and i was very truthful and very, you know, forthcoming about my opinion about things and um I, what i found was that resonated with certain people and did not with others and as my business is growing of course i want people to like me no like and trust so i've kind of I had backed off of being my, you know, here we go, air quotes, fully authentic self even on social media And so after coming out of the, um, the business masterclass, I, you know, it's just a smack in the face of a reminder that I need to be me completely in the story because otherwise the story is not even real anymore. If I'm not being myself and only those people who I will be attracted to me, will pay attention to the story. So one of my secrets about that is just be yourself. Seems so so obvious, but sometimes it's hard because you think other people want you to be a certain thing. They want to hear certain kinds of stories. I will not dance on TikTok. Dancing on TikTok is not my thing. But I will tell you the truth. And people know that. The people who want to work with me know that and they trust that. And that's what I also need to be putting more out there is just being myself while also reminding me not everybody needs to come past that velvet rope to even hear the story.
2: So the secret is, this is not a secret, is to be yourself because not everybody's a fit. Nope. And if people are not, if people don't connect with you in one way, you don't really want to work with them anyhow. Mm-hmm.
3: And and my my secret that's not a secret or whatever however the phrasing was is yeah uh, that, it, that you got
2: you're you're right on target on the phrasing it'll, Go. it'll
3: it'll it'll piggyback off of what Christy said in a really nice way because the the if you're looking to again apply a hook uh, maybe in a, a little different context here in terms of uh, maybe a speech you're giving or maybe you know a blog post or an article you're writing or a podcast episode that you're recording. Um, one of the things that I stumbled upon early on in, in my own career of, of, of trying to you know, share what I knew with the world and build a little personal brand thought leadership platform, whatever, and I think this applies across the board anywhere. Um, it actually goes back to sort of Christie's story in, a, in an interesting way, because the first thing I ever did that got any attention whatsoever was I went to a social media conference and this was in 2007. So this was before brands were really doing social media, but there were a bunch of SEO people trying to talk about social media for one reason or another because it it helped with search engine rankings or whatever. So I went to this conference. They spent the, the it was a three day conference. They spent the whole time talking about how to game the algorithm on dig to get dig.com to get your content on the front page. And I was more of a purist in the social media sense of, This isn't about gaming algorithms. This is about connecting with customers and making relationships happen and things like that. And so I came back and on my little puny little blog, I wrote this blog post that basically, you know, called them out, called all the people out who were talking about social media, meaning gaming the dig algorithm. And of course, I, because I'm a little bit of a contrarian a-hole sometimes, um, I linked to all the people and called them out and tagged them and all that good stuff. Well, my my blog uh, growth went did it did it did it did it it right. So I learned very early on stir stuff up, but don't be afraid to take a stand. Don't be afraid to say something that's going to you know poke the fires a little bit, because that might be the hook that you need to get in front of more people to get your point out there to tell that story that you need to tell certainly I would never advocate, you know, continuing to be contrarian, continuing to be, you know, rude or anything like that. And, but I, at the time I was just like, I was upset about it. And I, I called these people out and they came to my blog and they commented and I said, well, look, I'm just calling, you know, I'm just calling it like I see it, man. That's what you guys did. I spent three days watching you guys talk about gaming and algorithm and that didn't have anything to do with social media. In fact, it's kind of black at and I think I wasted my money. Um, and, but that was the first thing that got me in front of more people. And so I started doing that. My blog posts on social media Explorer back in the day when I had that. And now my podcasts, when I come on, I try to say something upfront early on that stirs people up to go, Whoa, I, I got to stick around and listen to this, or I got to keep reading because there's something in here that I, I need. I need to, to see what the meat is to this story. Now, the onus then, unlike the people on TikTok who say, stay till the end and disappoint you, the onus is on you to deliver on that promise that there's something, you know, to see uh, in, at the bottom of the page or in, uh, deep into the podcast. But uh, don't be afraid uh, to to stand out and stand up, because a lot of times that's the hook you need to get more people to pay attention to what you're doing. Certainly. And, Go yes.
4: ahead, Kristen.
2: Oh, don't fight about who gets to talk first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things about the, what piggybacking off of all of this, you know, therefore, therefore, but then, but then I, I'm like, honestly, Jason, earlier, I was just thinking of the movie Hangover. So I, like that is a great example of what you just said.
3: Uh Oh, I think Kristen froze.
2: I think Christy's internet connection could be better. Uh, Peter, did, <laughs> yeah, you, did you have a, a thought you want to share while we wait for her I to
4: unfreeze? Yeah, I was just going to kind of piggyback off of what they were saying in that being yourself and saying things that may, uh, I don't know if controversial is the right term, but just that may stir the pot um, is so crucial. And we've had a lot of success with that in getting exposure for the stories that we're telling for our clients and, In that, you know, one example in particular, we worked with a a motorcycle dealership here in Orange County and people all the time would comment, oh, that's the worst bike. Like that's the ugliest one. I don't like that model. They don't make good motorcycles and they're just filling your comments up in that engagement. And it's just boost. It's it's fuel to the the fire of the algorithms, you know? Um, But another thing on top of that is that... I think with storytelling, especially for that, the motorcycle dealership client that we had, if you can get other people to tell their story, you know, in line with your story online, then that also helps expose your brand um, and get more views, get more likes. An example of that is we would take pictures of a motorbike down by the beach. Okay. And we'd say in the caption, Hey, show us your latest picture of your bike. And you'd see the comments, hundreds of them, pictures, people putting up pictures. Oh, I was in New Mexico. I was up in Northern California. I was in Utah, you know, and it's just, you get them to include their story within your story. And it even started to share, you know, uh, share the content to even more people online. So I think that's kind of. Um, another secret that's not a secret, <laughs> if you will, is getting people to share their story and, and kind of like user generated content as well. Getting the people, getting your followers to promote your products. You're not even asking them to do it. They're just doing it for fun. I think that's a big deal as well.
2: And isn't that just like the nicest thing in the universe is like a surprise testimonial ends up on your LinkedIn or it, it, somebody posts a picture and tags your business. There's nothing; it, it's showing that you've made an impact, and the people really connect with your brand. So I mm-hmm. think it's uh, even beyond that; it's validation that you're doing something right.
3: And keep in mind that in those situations when it's out of your control and it's negative, it doesn't always mean it's negative. Cause do you think anyone at Coca-Cola or at Mentos ever wanted that thing to happen? No. And they probably panicked the first time it did, but guess how many more Mentos got sold in the last 10 years? Guess how much more Coke got sold for the sole intent and purpose of blowing up a bottle with Mentos, right? (laughs) So it works out for the brand. Sometimes you let the crowd run with it and it turns out to be pretty awesome.
2: Now, Christy, before we get to goals, did you want to finish your thought? (laughs) Well, this might be a good lead in. When
1: I talk to my clients about their stories and what they want to, to create and do, we talk about objectives. Like what is the objective behind doing this particular thing? And lately we've been really having conversations around creating conversation because the more we can have conversation with people, the more they want from us, and therefore, they will be open to talking about how we can solve their problems. And now we're putting them in, into the sales process, the sales conversation. So, how do we create conversation? And story is a great way to do that. So, when we talk about what's the objectives, and then we start to set goals about how many people have come in to cr- have conversations with us from that. So, Deb, off to you with goals. <laughs>
2: Yes, because dev is determine your mission. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is. Explore your options. See what is out there. Brainstorm a path. Make a plan so you can turn that goal into reality. And it's another way of telling a story, right? My book, Your Goal Guide, it's a road trip theme and it's all about where do you want to go and what path are you going to set for yourself, but you have to start with that foundation. And that's really, it's, it is, it's it's beginning, middle and end. This is where I'm starting, this is where I'm going. Your story is everything in between and you have control over the story you tell for your business, whether it's for yourself or your company or both, right? Because a person and a business sometimes are the same thing. Sometimes they're just in alignment with one another. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I've gone down a rabbit hole and I'm going to rein myself back in. So let us share some storytelling goals. So I would love for each of you to gift a goal to our audience, something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow, to really hone in and get their storytelling up to the next level. So Christy, what storytelling goal do you wish to gift? I would
1: say get some index cards. And start writing out the moments that mattered. It could be one word, it could be a sentence, it could be a f- you know full multiple index cards stapled together, whatever it takes. It doesn't have to be fancy, but just getting out of your head the remembrance of the moments that mattered to start threading together your story.
2: I love that, and I love that it's a paper and pen sort of goal. Because there's so much electro, I was gonna say electronicism, <laughs> but that's not a word. Um, when I, whenever anybody asks me, you know, what is my favorite writing app, I just, I just show my <laughs> legal pad and pen. Analog,
4: because- yeah, analog, yes.
2: Because when it starts with getting getting that information uh, for for you podcasters, we're all like showing our pens. Um, or podcast listeners, when you get out of your head and you can see the story, you can build the story.
3: I, I like to tell people this, this isn't called a pen. This is called an analog. So it's just shaped like a log. It's an analog.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. So Peter, what gold do you want to gift?
4: Um. When you first brought this up, I wrote down to learn what a reel is, learn what a TikTok is, and learn what a YouTube short is. Just go and learn what those are and then be familiar familiar with them. Another one is a technology that we were just exposed to called repurpose.io. So it allows you to post your uh, video, your story, your video story, and then it automatically uh, repurposes it, reposts it to different platforms. So if you post as an Instagram, it goes to TikTok or to YouTube short as well. Um, Super helpful tool, but digging deeper, I think for, you know, something that you can do to help your story is like I was saying before, find a way to get your customers to engage, um, to tell their story along with your story, right? So if you're on socials, and you sell, you know, beanies or something, you know, try to get them to, to you know post pictures of them wearing their beanies um, in the comments. And I think you'd be surprised to see how many people are willing to go do that and to tell them, you know, where it was and how they were what they were doing then.
2: Do you have a I don't want to call it a trick, but do you have just a quick insight of a way to encourage uh, User generated content?
4: Um, yeah, so outside of the people just putting pictures in the comments, like on Facebook, um, really it, for for us, it really just comes down to, to doing it, just asking flatly, you know, and politely. <laughs> uh, whether that's a selfie video or that's uh, something you put in Canva or Photoshop and it's text and it's all matching your brand and whatnot. Um, but You just got to ask them. If you never ask them, then um, they're not going to know, and they're not going to be encouraged to do it.
2: So you can ask them through post. you know, please post in the comment something, something, or you can reach out to your clients and say, "Uh, uh, how are you liking this? Would you be open to sharing it so other people can also have, A wonderful experience with our products, something like that, right?
4: Totally, totally. If you have a brick and mortar shop, you could have, you know, like the painted wings on the outside of your building. Go stand in front of the wings and there's our little logo in the corner and people love getting the wings pictures. Um, There's, you can get very creative. That's what I'm thinking of on the spot right now. (laughs) But um, that's, there's plenty of ways to get people to engage and to ask them. Um, whether it's in the, the email footer that you have, or it's in the footer of your email marketing that you send out, or if it's uh, maybe a highlight on your Instagram channel, it's just, you know, users of our products um, and you, you highlight them. And um, really another good way too, that I've found is, is saying thank you to everyone who does do it, right? So if someone tags you or your company in the story, Don't just ignore that, respond, like the, like it, you know, double tap on it, put the heart on it and say, Hey, thank you for sharing. Um, and that really builds that engagement. And so that, that user now knows, Oh, there's another person on the other side of this Instagram account, right? Maybe I'll do it again. So I think those are some tips.
2: That's really that positive reinforcement. When someone tags you in a story or a post, what does it take? to say thank you, or put the little heart, nothing. nothing. And they're going to be so happy. Ooh, that business. I think people forget businesses are people. And when a business responds to a person sharing their content, it's like they feel seen and they want to feel seen again. So I think these are really, really great tips. I love the idea. If you've got in a brick and mortar, do you have like a selfie spot? In your business, make it a big deal so people want to come there and take a photo and tag you. Jason, your turn. What goals right. you want to share? I'm, I, I'm ready. Are you? I've got,
3: i got, I've got a two for one deal for, here for you, um, and it actually ties back to what what we were just talking about with Peter. So um, the the whiteboard, and it actually ties back to Christy too, because Christy was talking note cards. I like whiteboards. Right. And so on this whiteboard, right in this space, right in here, uh, I erased it today because I probably the client would have gotten mad at me. But uh, I had uh, basically an email sequence, a storyline mapped out from an email for an email sequence for uh, for actually for Scipio. And um, and uh, ironically enough, what we were just talking about, one of the things that Scipio does and that email sequence was about this weekend that I was working on is Ah, uh, we were I was mapping out a storyline to help people understand that Scipio can you can actually proactively go to your customers, your fans, your followers, the people that you're connected to uh, as a business online and actually, ask them to create user generated content for you and do it in a way that you can kind of control it. Like give them a creative brief, give them a task and say, Hey, here's, we, we would love to partner with you. We've identified you as someone who creates content online. We know you're a customer. We know you're a follower. We'd love for you to create content with us. And so you can sort of brief them on it. And I was you know, writing out the you know, email one, email two, and writing down the purpose of that email and the story. The The, the tip though, in doing that. So one tip would be map out your story and and the and, and, and map that out in that storyline and those threads on a whiteboard. But the real tip here is I started with why. Why do they care? Why does the audience care that they can go out and do a creative brief, if you will, for user-generated content from their customers, their fans, and followers? And there's kind of a two-part why answer to that question. Number one, user-generated content performs better across the board. Email marketing, uh, open rates and click-through rates and conversion rates are better with UGC. Website engagement rates and click-through rates are better with UGC. Um, Social media content is higher engagement rates with UGC. Advertisements perform better if the creative in them is UGC. So the why is your marketing is going to perform better. That's what they care about, right? And so, That is what I started with. That's the why. So that was sort of the uh the the conclusion to uh what the normal normally brands will start out talking about their product and their service. Me, 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 me. Here's why you care. You, right? You at the very end, right? After you've lost them because they don't care about you, you've lost them and then you talk about them. So my tip to you is figure out the why and flip it start out with why. Hey, do you want to increase the effectiveness of your digital marketing? Well, here's here's how you can do it. User-generated content performs better here, performs better there, performs better there, right? And then so you take them through that narrative of what weaving that message through. And then at the very end of it, you say, well, the way that you do that, is by reaching out to your customers, your fans and followers who create more authentic content than anybody else for your brand and actually proactively ask them and engage them to create that content with you. And so it's not just about mapping out the story, it's having the why and then making that the reason that you are, that's the hook you're getting their attention of. Do you want to do this? Because you know they do. Well, then you can lead them down the path to understanding that your product or service is the solution for that.
2: So it's not just for the purpose, of, it's just because you said lots and lots of things that are a little bit mushed together in a good way. We're good <laughs> with that. But so are you looking at this? Are you mapping out the storyline for people who want to get people to partner with them? Or it's really you want to map out the storyline for whatever your ask is?
3: I'm mapping out the storyline for the brand marketer who wants to increase their digital marketing performance. Right. I, I, st- a lot of brand marketers still need to be convinced that user generated content is worth investing in and that user generated content is more than just searching for people who have already posted things online and asking them permission to use it. UGC can also be a very creative, proactive, creative process. You can brief your customers and fans and followers that when you map your community and you know which ones are content creators and you know which ones are influential, then you can say, Hey, you like us. We like you. We like your content. Want to help us out? Here's what we're looking for. Now, all of a sudden, you have a creative team of dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of people, depending upon how well connected your community is and how how well they represent themselves in your brand online.
2: So, I'm going to add a step to your goal: is start with making a list of who the storyline. It starts with who is the storyline for. Yep. And then build the storyline. This starts with why they want to help, and in what way it's win-win, win, win-win. Oh, Winfluence is your—that's <laughs> the name of your podcast. So maybe it that's is. why there's so many wins in this <laughs> sentence of mine. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Uh, but so it starts with figure out who your targets are, what you want to say to them, and also what kind of response you want, and then you can build.
4: Exactly, it's brilliant. I love that.
2: This has been such a wonderful conversation. Before we wrap, please tell people where they can learn more about you. Jason?
3: Well, uh, Cipio.ai, that's cipi ai is the company that does all those things I was talking about. But I'm Jason Falls everywhere. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, there's a politician in North Carolina named Jason Falls who does not like me at all um, <laughs> because he's on number five, page five of a Google search. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, but, hey, it's what I do. Um, And then uh, WinFluence uh, is the Influence Marketing Podcast. And you can find that at winfluencepod.com.
2: And you can go to the marketing podcast. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> you can go to marketingpodcast.net to learn more about Jason's show, Christy's show, and my show, and all the other shows on the Marketing Podcast Network. And... I'm going out of order. Christy, where can people learn more about you? Um,
1: the easiest place is to start with my speaker site. So it's simple. ChristySmallWood.com. Love and it. it takes you to all the other places.
2: Yes. Good. Consistent branding. Love it. And Peter, where can people learn more about you?
4: I am a millennial. You'll find me on S- 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 New Inc on Instagram. We are very active in our direct messages. I encourage you, if you have any questions about content creation, mobile content creation, um, send us a DM. We will respond within the day. Um, If not there, then LinkedIn, uh, New Inc on LinkedIn as well, and you'll find us on there as well.
2: Great. And as I mentioned before, if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you will get the highlights, the links, the goals, Um, And also the LinkedIn links for everybody within this conversation, because you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps. So now we can be each other's peeps. Um, Before we wrap, what final thought do you have? Do you want to leave people with Peter?
4: Um, My final thought, as is always with uh, working with our small business clients is you know it's really the best thing you can do is just get started with your with your storytelling and i know it can be hard i know it can be uh intimidating and in creating content nobody likes the way they look on camera nobody likes the way they sound on camera but you gotta put those aside if you want to have some success on on socials so get started speak for Wonderful. yourself
3: there peter i i love the way i look on camera <laughs>
2: Jason, what's
3: your final thought? Uh, Remember the therefore, but then method. Um, I think that will, you know, if you, if you're not using that already, it will greatly enhance your storytelling because again, you'll weave that message through everything you're saying. So whether it's an email sequence, whether it's social media content that is a content calendar for a month, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, therefore, but then tell your story, you know, in a a straight way.
2: Wonderful. And Christy, final thoughts?
1: Mine's gonna be dare greatly, live your adventure, tell your story, and don't be afraid to be super in the small things.
2: Awesome! I, I and if we were, <laughs> I'm typing as as you're talking. I, I love the idea of dare greatly and live your adventure because that's what storytelling is all about. Is claiming you being the main character in your life and gifting yourself the time energy to explore what that means and give yourself the opportunities to think big, be big onto the world. Um, thank you all so much for joining. And for those who are tuning in, whether you're watching or listening to us, I am here every Monday at 4 PM Pacific. Again, you can learn more about me at the or you can go to taste buds with to learn about my new podcast. In the meantime, it, um, you have a story to tell. So tell your story. You've got all the tools now. Go on out there, and go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out TheDevMethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.
1: In an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other.
3: Wow. And where can people subscribe?
1: Go
2: to theartofswaypodcast.com. Find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.